Today we have the second installment in our mini-series on how to deepen intimacy in marriage. Today's topic is a little heady, we break it down for you, but it's really about learning to appreciate the mystery of who your spouse is and how the fact that you are separate people but in a one-flesh union works to facilitate and deepen the intimacy between you. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is designed to help busy couples like yourselves move away from conflict and unhappiness to build a marriage you'll love today and treasure for a lifetime. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Learn how you can help save marriages, prevent divorces, and keep families intact by going to oyf.support. Once again, that website is oyf.support. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Valinda Simone Gundel from Only You Forever. Welcome to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you're looking for. We have a Ghostbusters. Where do you come up with these words? Well, it's just kind of hard to nail. This is like nailing jello to the wall, this topic, it's, but it's a good one. Okay. So we have a Ghostbusters kind of episode for you this week. This is episode number 233, and today we're going to be talking about a very unique facet of intimacy, how our individuality and the mystery of who you're... See, it's the mystery thing there. Uh Aha. Yes. Okay. So our individuality and the mystery of who our significant other is actually works to deepen intimacy in the marriage. Mm Mm-hmm. Hey there, before we get started, if you missed last week's episode, we discussed how vulnerability impacts marriage. That's worth going back and checking out and make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any upcoming shows from us. If you're struggling with your marriage, we offer sound research-based advice and most of all, we offer hope. Yes, ma'am. So today we're talking about how autonomy and irreducibility, these are big terms. So The reason why this one's a little bit of a complex launch here is because sometimes when you're in this field of marriage research, it's hard to find the right words to describe the complexity of the chemistry that happens or else needs to happen between two people in order to deepen their intimacy. So just bear with me as we introduce a couple new terms here. And Verlinda, you're uh, you're in charge of bringing me back down to earth here, but I don't Mm, know any way to do this other than using some language that we have to explain. Okay. You just be the nerd and I'll be the normal person. You go ahead and try. So autonomy is the first one, okay? okay? That kind of leads to the topic of irreducibility. Now, autonomy is the ability and right to rule yourself. It's basically saying I'm my my own person. And not necessarily like in an egotistical or in a selfish way, but just the fact that you are your own person. You're capable, you have the ability to make your own choices, and you can choose who you want to be, how you want to act. Mm -hmm. You are autonomous, In the sense that you have the potential to be separate from others and independent and complete in your own rights. Right. Now, we do have kind of pop culture, I guess you could call it, in in romance around the ideas of romance. It gives the ideas that you complete me. There's some kind of song lurking around in the back of my head. I couldn't quite put my finger on there, but... But just the idea of like you as my spouse, you complete me. And there is, fair enough, there's a lovely aspect to that, which I think ties to the idea of interdependence. Like there is Mm -hmm. a point to which we look to each other. But just for our purposes here, autonomy is the idea that pushes back on the threat that your spouse might tell you or try to convince you that you can't live without him or you can't live without her, or that you're nothing without him or her. This is pushing towards Mm. the edges of abuse, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So it prevents them from seeing you as an extension of themselves. Okay. 
And what we understand through autonomy is that we are a complete person as in each one of us. And we come to the relational oneness of marriage with a choice as an individual to enter into that union. So okay. still reflect, uh, respecting the fact that you're a, you're a whole person. And there's some important implications to this, as we shall see, but the immediate observation, which I've already alluded to, is that this idea of autonomy stands against the possibility of psychological abuse, which just means you're something for me to control. And okay. it's like, no, autonomy says, I, Verlinda, am a whole person, or I, Caleb, I'm a whole person, and I can make my own choices here, and I'm choosing to be with you, right? Mm, okay, okay. So we're separate individuals. That is autonomy. Irreducibility builds on this idea. Irreducibility is the understanding that your spouse is separate from you. That's the autonomy part. Mm -hmm. But because of their autonomy, you can never fully know everything that's going on in their head. Okay. So intimacy therefore requires you to trust them since you can never know with certainty how they'll react to you. This is why we spend time thinking about how we need to say something to the other person or right. how to present that. Okay. It's because there's never that 100% certainty how they're going to react because they're irreducible. So I can't fully know them. I can't just have like a dictionary of Verlinda that says, in this situation, say this, and this will happen. Right. I think where I struggle with this irreducibility, like yeah. it sounds like you're reducing something, but this has nothing to do with reduction, does it? Well, it's the opposite of reduction. Oh, it's irreducibility. Yes. Reduction says that I could essentially create a bot that would replicate you and program it. So it's reducing you to something. To, yeah, a set of predictable... Okay, okay. Behaviors, maybe quite a complex set of them. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> That's me respecting your irreducibility. Uh -huh. Yeah, nice. <laughs> but you know what I mean, right? It's just, yeah. Okay. Like you're too complex to be able to reduce down to a set of, to an algorithm that could run your personality, basically. Okay. So then this also means that I must respect the fact that you have your own emotions, you have your own thoughts, you have your own motivations, and I have to be comfortable with those differences because I can't change your programming either, even if you were programmable. Okay. Right? Okay. So the challenge of intimacy and the opportunity of intimacy is in the pursuit of knowing and understanding each other. That's the mystery aspect of this. This is the Ghostbusters part now, right? So I want to know you more and deeper, but at the same time, there's an irreducible depth to your personhood. So therefore, I will never graduate from the study of my wife. And the same okay. would apply for wives interested in their husbands. In that sense, there's always room for our intimacy to grow and deepen. There's more to learn because they are irreducible. Mm -hmm. This is so much more positive though. Like, you know how your laundry's never done? Yeah. That's tiresome. And that's tiresome. And it's just like, seriously, I did all the laundry and there's more dirty clothes or the dishes are never but done. But it's the same clothes and it's the same dishes. But this is like a positive thing. Right. Like I'm never going to be finished here, There's but that's new. okay because yes, it's exciting and interesting. Yes. And this is this is sort of the intrinsic design into marriage, so that we don't become bored with each other, mm. even though we can be married for seventy years. Okay. So, and if you're bored of your spouse, like if you actually find that, it's likely because one or both of you are struggling to appreciate the irreducibility of the other. Like somehow you've come to conclude that this person is, you mm -hmm. know, shallow. Mm -hmm. And very understandable. Well, okay. maybe that's more of a reflection of your understanding of them. Ooh. Huh. You know what? This reminds me of a story. I was talking to an older lady. I mean, older as in my parents' generation. Mature. Mature, yes. And she was telling me about this other couple who like completed each other's sentences and completely understood each other and whatever. And she turned to me and she said, wouldn't that just be so boring? Right. And I think like she gets this irreducibility, just yeah. the, the mystery and the yes. 
excitement of it all. Yeah. I like things that are exciting. Yes, you do. So let's talk about how this connects to more intimacy. Sorry. Yep, go ahead. So since uh, you too, like as listeners, if there's a couple listening today, this is kind of not you, Verlinda, there's only one of you. <laughs> but since you're two autonomous individuals joined by marriage, you will naturally notice differences in your thoughts between you guys yeah. and your feelings, your perspectives, your experiences as you journey through life. Mm-hmm. And then that impacts the way that you behave and interact with each other. And the deal is you can't figure all this out ahead of time. Right. So- you experience things differently yep. and that affects the way you interact with each other. Yep. Okay. And you can't figure that all ahead of, out ahead of time or even during the first few years of marriage like or okay. dating. You can't get to know all of that. So, so that means your spouse is likely to surprise you throughout the course of your marriage because there, mm-hmm. there'll always be some unknowns, right? And the unknown may provoke some anxiety. Fair enough. Okay. But what I hope you'll hear today is that it serves as a foundation for exploration, for creativity, for continually getting to know one another, for pursuing deeper intimacy, pursuing deeper connection between you. Like you said, like irreducibility, then it becomes a positive force that prompts you to pursue one another and Mm. keeps you interested and engaged throughout your lifespan together, Mm -hmm. which is a beautiful thing. And that this irreducibility feature in marriage is alluded to in the biblical concept of intimacy and sexuality. So the Bible talks about how Adam knew Eve. That's kind of the Bible's gentle language for them having sex with each other. Mm-hmm. But it's not just trying to be modest in its language. It's pointing to the knowledge aspect of intimacy, that that part is always growing and deepening. Mm-hmm. Okay. Intimacy grows as knowledge does, right? Yeah. So that's the part that needs to be continually explored. Okay. Now, uh, again, in discussing this, uh, we want to help you bring this into the day-to-day fabric of your marriage. And we've created some additional advice and instructions related to this topic of irreducibility and a down and that's available to you in a downloadable PDF file called The Gap Can Bring You Closer. And Ooh, in that, I like the title. Yeah. In that you will learn how to create those little moments where you heighten the mystery and you also face some of the bigger opportunities too to explore dreams and goals and hopes for the future. That's kind of starting to investigate, to use that curiosity about your spouse's irreducibility. And you can get this additional or this bonus guide by becoming a patron of the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. That PDF is available to our patrons at the short link oif.support under episode 233, which is today's episode. And we'll just take a quick 60-second break here to tell you more about that. What happens when the fairy tale marriage meets reality? Too often, high expectations lead to disappointment, communication breaks down, and the struggles of day-to-day life become overwhelming, leaving you feeling lost and without hope. Unfortunately, marriage does not come with an instruction manual. Marriage troubles are deeply personal and can take a toll on you, your spouse, and your family. Counseling can be expensive and divorce is very costly. It doesn't have to be this way. Caleb and Valinda understand your pain and frustration. Their mission is to help save as many marriages as possible. And to date, thousands of couples are helped through their weekly podcast. But the most important marriage they want to help save is yours. With a minimum of a $10 investment a month, you gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Learn more about saving marriages and how you can help at OYF.support. That's OYF.support. You're listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. Before the break, we were talking about how irreducibility works to deepen intimacy between you. Mm-hmm. So how do you make it work for you? Like, how do you actually do this? Okay, so the first thing is to go for understanding. Okay. 
So just kind of knowing this stuff helps, right? Because since your spouse can never be fully known, that means that you have the chance to engage in the process of continually getting to know them, mm-hmm. him or her. And that's conducive to a healthy marriage, that getting to know thing. Mm-hmm. It's a lifetime journey of learning and your job is to never give up. Stay enthusiastic, be curious. And we'll, we'll talk more about curiosity next time. But curiosity creates a need for more information and more information increases your understanding of each other. And that's how you deepen your intimacy. So what you're saying is like, I always order a Big Mac meal at McDonald's, Yeah. but every once in a while I should mix it up on you and order something else just to keep your curiosity going. Is that right? Um, or I guess the, you could be curious about could. other things. Well, the thing is you're kind of doing that to me instead of asking uh, is how it could be seen. Instead you of don't, asking. Well, you don't know how I'm going to react when you put a McFish in front of me or McFillet or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? No, 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 but I'm talking about myself. Like, you know what I would order at McDonald's. Okay. So you want me to randomly order different stuff for you? No. So I'm saying I need to randomly order different stuff just so that you don't get lazy in your oh, you're trying to throw curiosity. me off. Yeah. Be like, I'm extra irreducible today. Yeah. Look at this disgusting McFillet I'm But eating. then you'd have to go for more understanding. Why did you choose that? Well, I just listened to a podcast on irreducibility. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> hmm. All right, next. Well, yeah. But I do want to just wrap something around your comment because I'm not saying you're doing this, but some people act unpredictable, almost abusively to their spouse to keep them on their toes because they're needing reassurance that their, their spouse oh. is interested in them or curious about them. And the risk there is your spouse might just find it annoying. Right. So, okay, I see so what you're, you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, makes sense in the context of our marriage, but it might not work for everyone. Right. Just depending on where they're at. And at the end of the day too, you might order your McFillet of fish and I'll be like, oh, she ordered a McFillet of fish. (laughs) And you didn't even notice. Yes. (laughs) And then that gets back to the spotlight effect, which is one of the cognitive biases we talked about last time. Right. I think you're noticing everything about me. Yeah. Like your McFillet. But you should be. If you're being curious about me, you should. I should pay attention to your McFillet. I would never order a McFillet. Well, I might, I also might just kind of note that and, and just see, you know, I wonder if she's going to make any other weird decisions today or she take her temperature tonight or something. What? I don't act like that. So you're already disappointed, right? So I'm just, this is kind of what I'm saying is that it might not work out. It <laughs> <laughs> hasn't even worked out talking about it. I know you got your arms all crossed and you're like mad at me <laughs> for something that hasn't even happened. Okay. Just go on to the next point. Okay. But can I, can I just pause here again? Because this is this is about being curious about your spouse, not about trying to surprise your spouse to, to create something here necessarily. So, so this, I need to be paying more attention to you rather than trying to mix it up and... Possibly. Yeah, that's what I'm suggesting. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So go for understanding. That was the first part. Yep. And then leverage autonomy to spice things up. Oh, see, that's exactly what I was doing in McDonald's. Was it? Yeah. I was spicing things up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, Maybe I wasn't. Let, let me play this through and see if we can come back to it. We'll sort our McFillet out by the end of the I episode. I don't here. like McFillets. I knew that. Then why do you keep saying McFillet? Well, what else are you going to order? That's a surprise. A McChicken. You already order McChickens. That's your backup <laughs> for Big Macs. Okay. <laughs> All right. How well, irreducible can you get at McDonald's? <laughs> so how are we going to spice things up? Okay. We should be asking the sponsor of this episode. We're doing so much advertising for them. 
So for couples that are stuck in a rut or routine, when you leverage your autonomy, that your individuality, that encourages each of you to spread your wings and to explore new, new experiences together. This is kind of like knowing about your spouse's bucket list or even sharing your bucket mm, list with your spouse. You're so good at doing my bucket list things. Thanks. So whether your spouse was your high school sweetheart or a family friend you met as a kid, it's humanly, you know, even if you had that kind of extra thing of knowing them from a very young age, mm-hmm. it is humanly impossible for you to know everything about him or her. So there's aspects, there's parts of each other that you have yet to discover. And that discovery often happens when you try new things. It's like, I didn't realize you liked that. I was surprised Uh, that you enjoyed that, right? Okay. So even even an unfamiliar environment brings out characteristics in people that they may not have known were even there. Okay. This might be why vacations are often good for couples, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're in a rut, remember that there's always something new to discover with your spouse and about your spouse. So like you say, that's where the variety can really kind of shake things up and then you learn something. Mm -hmm. But maybe the spicing things up will be like, let's go to Dairy Queen. (laughs) (laughs) You could tell we live in a small town. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Like we're giving ourselves away. But yeah. It could be. Was that a really pathetic example? (laughs) I can tell by the look on your face. Or let's go psych. Let's go parasailing. Yes, that's right. Okay, thank you. Okay. Uh, So yeah, that's leveraging autonomy to spice things up, not just leveraging other kinds of fast food. (laughs) So the next one though is is kind of a watch out for this thing one, okay? What? Just go on and maybe I'll figure so it out. So we talked about two good things. Here's yeah. a negative to avoid. Okay. The flip side is when you get too independent or there's too much independence. Like yeah. if you overemphasize autonomy, right? It becomes too focused on two separate units inside of a legal union. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's great to have your own feelings and desires and dreams and thoughts, but there's a risk to over-individualizing inside your marriage. Mm. And so, in fact, there was one study, they looked at liberalism in marriage, particularly as it relates to placing a high value on individualism and on personal space. Mm-hmm. So not necessarily the, the topics or the political issues you, we usually associate with that, but just the idea of being very individualistic and having your own personal space. Okay. And they found that divorce rates were higher in marriages where this was emphasized. Really? Yeah. This is a study from 1995 by Wilson and Music. Really interesting. So if you overemphasize autonomy so much that you have two me's in the marriage instead of a solid we, oh. then it can actually undo intimacy. So that's why we have to consider the other ingredients of intimacy as we're going through this mini-series, vulnerability and curiosity and empathy, because those traits serve as a balance to the need for autonomy and irreducibility, because those are much more leaning towards and, and the curiosity of getting to know that person, rather, so it's not all about them being their own person. Okay. And it draws you together. You know, I was kind of thinking about the image of, we talk about passing ships in the sea. Yeah. So that's too much individuality. But when you kind of see yourselves as a little flotilla of two ships moving through the same seas together, Mm. exploring together, Mm -hmm. that's more the idea, right? So it's acknowledging your independence, but there is some safety in in the we of the experience or making sense? Yep. So just watch for being overly independent. Okay. By overemphasizing the autonomy piece. Okay. Now, the final habit that helps with embracing irreducibility and autonomy is to understand and employ the role of healthy compromise. Now, in an abusive marriage, you don't get a lot of compromise. Everything follows one person's will. Mm-hmm. And the ironic outcome of this is that it prompts the other person to pursue their own sense of freedom covertly. Like, I'm going to start going to a support group for abused husbands so I can figure out how to get out of this marriage. Oh, okay. Okay. Right? 
So, and that makes sense in that context because it's way too much power and control. It's not healthy. It's destroying the other person. Yep. But even in a situation that's not abusive, just being an overbearing or a domineering spouse is likely to push your spouse away, not draw them closer. Hmm. And this is, and you which, might think by controlling them that you will be closer, or you're making all the decisions, or you know, we always want the same thing, and your spouse is going in their head, yeah, because we always do what you want. Oh, right. Okay. That brings us to compromise. Now, I don't mean compromise. We often use compromise as a negative word, like we're betraying our own values when we yeah, compromise yeah. on something. But I mean compromise in the sense of open collaboration around your decision making. So give and take okay. is kind of a positive way of putting this. If you always choose the restaurant or you always choose the movie to watch, then you end up hijacking opportunities to get to know each other better. This is kind of how this practically mm-hmm, works out in mm-hmm. non-abusive marriages, like in quote unquote healthy marriages, but where there's... There's not enough compromise. It's a little bit too much one person's way. Okay. So compromise is inviting your spouse to share how they feel and what they think and what they prefer. So Mm -hmm. where do you want to eat? McDonald's. (laughs) What movie do you want to watch? Okay. Why are you drawn to that particular film? Oh, really being curious. Yes. So don't take your spouse's silence or compliance as happiness or approval necessarily, right? In fact, your spouse may just be in the habit of putting your needs before their own, and that's not necessarily good for their sense of autonomy and self-esteem. So compromise is about asking, are you sure you want this? What are your thoughts on this? What would you really prefer? Mm. Getting to know. Are you sure you want this? Like if you second-guessed my decisions? No, no, yeah. So not that not, would... not in the sense of second-guessing your decisions. Oh, but, but if, if you I'm make like, you know, decision. let's go to Montana's and we're like halfway there and, and it's like, are you sure you really want to go to Montana's? Like you mentioned sushi the other day. Okay. Kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, not second-guessing everything they say, but it's, it's more getting to know them better through the decision-making process get together. Okay. And, yeah. and if they're silent, inviting their input. Yep. Okay. And really, it's just kind of like it's inviting your spouse to be themselves with you, to be himself or to be herself with you, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it opens up the possibility of disagreeing or the possibility of being confronted with a different approach that you hadn't thought of before or a different mm-hmm. way of thinking. Yeah. So there's some uncertainty tied to all of this, which we talked about at the start, right? Mm-hmm. But that's a gateway to intimacy if you're willing to lean into that unknown or be willing to have to be surprised to learn. I mean, this is... You know, you could call it the consequence of of, of irreducibility, but hmm. the larger consequence is deeper intimacy, and that's what you're going for. Right. So when people talk about how, you know, oh yeah, we dated for a long time, so there were no surprises when we got married. Like we know everything about each other, or we yeah. did by the time we got married. And I just think like, oh, Slow that's clap. too bad. Yeah. Okay. So that's. I think that's really good, though, the way you said to lean into the unknown or the surprise. Yeah. There's more there. like, And it's a positive thing. It's not like, oh, what are they going to surprise me with? This yeah. is so stressful. So sometimes we might feel some sense of certainty or accomplishment in thinking that we've discovered everything there is to know about our spouse. Mm. But, and for some folks, I get it. That might feel more comfortable or safer or, mm-hmm. you know, that's where they want to be. Mm-hmm. But intimacy is about knowledge. Right. And so you've established comfort, but you've probably sacrificed some intimacy to mm, get there. Okay. And and maybe for you, where you're at in your stage in life right now, that's more important to you. Fair enough. That stability. Like, who am I to say that that's wrong or bad? Yeah. But if you want to deepen intimacy, this is how you do it. Okay. Yeah. And it's not like every day has to be some grand revelation oh, no. about your spouse. You know what I mean? Like, no. there's this, ebbs and flows and yes. highs and lows. And Yes. There's, there probably be times of rapid discovery, followed by sort of, stay, you know, what we would call stabilization and... um 
something else that is too heady to understand, but where you just kind of settle into what you've learned and you accommodate mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. and you, you build those new connections around it. And then something else happens, you get to know each other more and whatever. So okay. I'm, I appreciate that you said that too, because I don't want to leave folks with the impression that, you know, they have to have a revelation every day. Mm-hmm. And it's got to be a grand excitement. Yeah. I mean, I like grand excitement, but. Like switching to a McChicken. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a bad example. I don't even know why I used it. But anyways. That's good. Thank you to those of you who became patrons between this recording and our previous one. We have Holly and we have Boyd and we have all of our patrons who support us so faithfully. And for that, we are very grateful. Next week, we have another one of our mini series. Yep. We're talking about how curiosity deepens intimacy in marriage. So curiosity is the part that this that, is kind of all intertwined with today's almost. Yep. Curiosity is how you do the uh, figuring out the irreducibility of your spouse. Oh. All right. That is all for today's episode. You can get the full show notes at oif.link slash 233 or find out how you can help. Go to oif.support. Thanks. And we'll see you next week. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is totally funded by listeners who support Caleb and Valinda in their mission to save marriages. If you would like to be part of this worthy cause, open your web browser to oyf.support. A minimum investment of $10 per month will help restore hope to married couples. Plus, as a patron, you'll gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Go to the website oyf.support now for more information. Thanks for listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People from Only You Forever.